Wasn't that a beautiful song by Taylor? Oh, she is a blessing. The Lord has given her a wonderful voice. He's given her a wonderful husband, wonderful son, and Colin. And we're so thankful for them and all that they do to serve our Lord. Beautiful song. He gives us everything in our life by his own choosing. Before we begin and open in a word of prayer, we want to make another announcement. It's a little on the sad side, but the Randalls were on vacation and they got involved in an automobile accident, Steve and Jennifer and the boys. And there was a chain reaction and their car was really damaged, but praise God, no injury came to them. But uh, apparently there was a, a young woman who was texting and she did not stop and it caused this whole chain reaction. Obviously, she didn't hear Randy's message when he need, said we need to focus on the road, right? <clears throat> and focus in life. But uh, it's so sad when these things happen. But when they say don't text and drive, don't because it's so dangerous out there. Or talk on your cell phone or do any of those things. Shall we just open in a word of prayer this morning? Father, we just want to thank you that we're here this morning and you've brought us here. And it's not by accident or by chance, but you have something to speak to us about today, to tell us, to show us. And we pray that we'll have eyes to see and ears to hear the message that you have for us. Lord, I pray that as your servant, that you will hide me behind the cross and that you will speak forth clearly from your word and We just pray that you will be glorified, Lord. And if there's anyone here this morning that doesn't know the Lord Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that before they leave this place, they will accept you, Lord, into their lives, believing that you died for them on the cross and that you were raised from the dead. And Lord, we just pray that you will calm our hearts, quiet our hearts and give us attentiveness, Lord, to hear what you have to speak to us about. We ask this now in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, you look at a situation like that, and I didn't know this was had even happened, and I heard Adel was talking about this, and I didn't know it was Steve and Jennifer. But when you really think about it, when you get up in the morning in your life, and you get out in your car, or you go out into the world, you don't know what's going to happen that day. But God does. And what He does is He works all the circumstances in our lives for the good. That there really are no accidents. There are no mistakes. There are no things like that because God doesn't make mistakes. He allows things into our lives according to his permissive will. And he brings things into our lives according to his perfect will. And he knows what's best for us. And sometimes we get agitated. We get upset because we think, why, Lord, did this happen to me? Why me? Why now? Why is this happening? But God has a plan. And we can trust him for his plan, for his will in our lives, because it's always the best. Today, we're going to talk about the topic of divine appointments, divine appointments. Now, we all make appointments in life. You may have to make a dental appointment, and so you see deeply for that. Or you may have a doctor appointment, and you see someone for that. Or you may have to have a home repair appointment, or whatever it might be. And sometimes you make the appointment, and then it gets canceled, or you have to cancel it. We all know about making appointments, but do we really stop to consider divine appointments? Those are such things that he brings into our lives at just the right time for us to be a blessing to others. And these divine appointments are found throughout Scripture where we see God has raised up a person, a man or a woman, to do a particular thing. And it's a divine appointment and he brings the situation to bear in such a wonderful way. 
And that's what He does in our lives today. God can do miracles in us. He can do miracles through us if we're willing. If we're just surrendered to Him. Because He wants us to be aware of what's going on around us and He wants us to be ready. He wants us to be prepared. Have you ever experienced what you've really sensed to be a divine appointment? Where the Lord has brought you face to face with somebody maybe you've never met them before? And you have a chance to talk to them. Or maybe it's somebody you do know and you haven't talked to for years. But God brings a divine appointment and He brings the circumstances in such a way as He is glorified by it. That's what a divine appointment is all about. And today we're going to talk about a divine appointment. A divine appointment by a man who was in Jerusalem at the time of the crucifixion. A man who was caught into into the situation at the cross not knowing that this was even happening and it worked out for the good in his life and for his family. And the person we're going to talk about is Simon of Cyrene. Now, we've all read his story. We've all read the verses. And there's three verses in Scripture that speak of Simon of Cyrene. And we're going to read them in just a moment. But we see that this man was in the right place at the right time to get the right blessing from the Lord. And yet the world can turn that upside down. They say, no, this man was in the wrong place at the wrong time and he got caught up in it. But when we see life from God's perspective, it puts a new emphasis on life that we can really appreciate because things don't just happen by chance. God allows it and it's for the good. And so we're going to look at who he was. We're going to look at what he did. We're going to look at where he was at the time, and we're going to look at the result of it. It's not found in John, but it's found in Matthew, it's found in Mark, and it's found in Luke. And for those who don't know the term synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called synoptic gospels. And what that means, the word synoptic means giving an account from the same point of view. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John had a different perspective. He was, to pre, he was proclaiming Christ as the Son of God and that by believing you may have life through his name. And so he presented the story in a little different way so that that would present the gospel. But Matthew, Mark, and Luke wrote very many similar things. And so we're going to read these verses. And so Ed is going to put them on the screen. The first one is Matthew chapter 27 and verse 32. Matthew chapter 27 and verse 32, put yourself into the situation. Jesus had been condemned to death. Pilate had made the sentence that he was going to be crucified. The perse- he had been beaten. He had been scourged. He had been mocked. All these things had happened to him. He was bloody and they were leading him off. The soldiers were leading him off along with the two thieves that were to be crucified also along what's called commonly as the Via Della Rosa which led up to the cross. It led up to Calvary, up to Golgotha. And so we see this scene. And along the way, spectators were there. His family, his mother was there. The women who followed him were there. The disciples were there. There were many other people there. And they were lining all this procession and they were watching as as Jesus and then the two thieves were being led up to be crucified. And so we take up the narrative in Matthew 27:32, and it says, Now as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. 
And then we look over to Mark chapter 15 and verse 21, because Mark gives us a few more details about him. Mark chapter 15 and verse 21. Says they compelled a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus, and he was coming out of the country and passing by to bear his cross. And then the third portion is in Luke chapter 23 and verse 26. Gospel of Luke chapter 23 and verse 26. And Luke gives a perspective here also. It says, now as they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming up from the country. And on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. May God bless the reading of of his word to our hearts today. Well, who was this man, Simon of Cyrene? Many times we read in scripture some of these obscure names and events and we just kind of like pass through them. And we're reading mostly about the crucifixion and the events. And we just kind of pass through this verse about Simon of Cyrene. We may not know very much about him. You may have heard of him. You may not have heard about him. We are going to learn about him today. We're going to learn about him together today. He was a man who was a Cyrenian. He was from North Africa. He was there in Jerusalem. And Bible commentators and scholars differ a little bit. Some say he he had come all the way from Cyrene and he was there for the feast of the Passover. Others say, well, he was a Hellenistic Jew originating from Cyrene in North Africa. Either case, he was there at the right time. God has a timing in our lives. He has a way. He has just the right timing. And that's what happened with Simon. He was there at the right time. If he had been there five minutes earlier or five minutes later, the procession would have been by and it wouldn't have happened. God knows the perfect time. He allows it to happen in our lives in the perfect way. And he knows what's best. It goes to show a lot about Simon's character, as we're going to see here And God is more concerned about our character than anything else. He's concerned about what's inside of us. That's what's important to him. His name means hearing. His name means hearing. And he he was one of many Simons, of course, in the scripture. There was Simon Peter. There's different other Simons, the disciples and so forth. But he was one who will never forget because he was there at the cross. He was there and he bore the cross of Jesus. It reminds me of the word in 1 Samuel 2.10 where the Lord was speaking to Samuel and Eli told him, when the Lord speaks to you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. And that's what he said. And that's really what happened here. His name means hearing. His name means hearing. And he was there in Jerusalem at that time. So that's who he was. And we don't know a whole lot of details about him, but that's who he was. And we're going to see he had two sons named Alexander and Rufus, and we're going to connect the dots. We're going to see how that all relates together. But that's who he was. Now, where he was, was he was there at the Via Dolorosa. He was right there at the scene. He had come into town and he probably didn't realize all these things that were happening. And then he saw this crucifixion and he was amazed by it. And then all of a sudden we see the guards, the Roman guards says, you there, you come and bear the cross. Jesus was so weakened. 
He was so beaten. He was so bloodied by what they had done to him. He could barely stand up, let alone carry this huge heavy cross. But he was carrying it. And then, and then some have said, and we don't have it from Scripture, so we can't say for sure, that he fell over. He fell down because this cross was so heavy. And his cross was heavier than the other two thieves. Why? Because he was not only carrying that wooden cross, he was carrying your sins. He was carrying my sins to that cross. That's why it was so heavy. Such a heavy cross. But can you imagine if you were Simon and you were there and you were watching this scene and you're just amazed and all of a sudden, you come and bear that cross. And there wasn't a choice. It says they compelled him. And if a Roman soldier asks you to do something, you better do it because if you don't, they're going to come get you. They may even kill you. They carried swords and they could easily kill a person who didn't obey. He was, he was, he had to do it. How many got a chance to see on the History Channel the story of the Bible? Wow. Wasn't that beautiful? The last episode. Now, it also reminds us of that movie, The Passion of the Christ. And I'm sure most, if not all of us, have seen that movie. It's so graphic. And they show Jesus there going up. And they show Simon, the Cyrenian. And then they show him going up to the cross and Jesus being nailed to that cross for us. Dying for us. They show him there in agony on the cross. And it's just an amazing scene. And it had an effect on people. It had an effect on Simon. I really believe that from the scripture and from what we know about him. But the first thing you would ask, why are they calling on me? Hey, wait a minute. I'm a stranger in town. I'm from Cyrene. You don't want me. No, but he didn't. He didn't say that. He, He said he didn't say it at all. So many times if this was to happen to us, we'd say, no, thank you. I'd rather not do that. I'll pass. No. I'm just a stranger in town. Get somebody else to do it. No, he couldn't say it. He took that cross. And as you see in the movie and you see in the different things, he got down and he picked up that cross of Jesus and they carried it and he carried it up, up the hill. And it was a very, it was a steep hill and it was tough. It was a heavy cross and he did it. It was just amazing. The timing of it. A divine appointment for Simon to be there on that day, at that exact moment, at that exact time. That is what happened to him. And what he did was he bore the cross. He carried the cross. It was heavy and he carried it. And the Holy Spirit tells us here of this scene of crucifixion. And it's an amazing scene. It's hard to look at, really. If you watch it on the movie... And you look at it and you see the soldiers there driving the nails in Jesus' hand and in his feet. And you see him being crucified. We love our Lord so much and to see his precious body broken on that cross because he loved us so much to die for us in our place. We should have died on that cross. But Christ said, I will take their place. And he went to die on that cross for us. It was a divine appointment. I'd like to read a verse to you from Luke chapter 23 because this picture here of Simon bearing the cross is really a picture of every true Christian since then who has to bear the cross of Jesus, who has the privilege of bearing the cross of Jesus. And I really like what Luke says in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. It says, Then he said to them all, that is Jesus speaking, 
If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. You know, it's not easy to be a Christian. It wasn't an easy thing to be a Christian in those days, and it's not an easy thing to be a Christian today. Now, we don't have the persecution that they have in many countries. We don't have it like that in our modern society, do we? But there's still persecution. People laugh at us. People mock us. People uh, say all kinds of things against us. If you mention the name of Christ, immediately it's going to get a reaction. Immediately. And Jesus was good. He was godly. He was God. He did so many good things. He healed so many people. He did so many miracles. And yet the time when the time came, what did they say? Crucify him. Crucify him. It was hard to imagine why they would crucify an innocent person like that. But we know, again, this was a divine appointment for Christ to come and to die at that exact moment. To die in the worst form of execution there was, crucifixion. The most painful, longest, agonizing death is what Jesus died for us on the cross. So it's amazing. It's amazing to see. Here's Simon carrying this cross and then they finally arrive at the cross and they nail Jesus to the cross and he's just amazed by it. He's watching. And I don't think he turned around and went back. I think he stayed and watched and looked and listened. And he listened to what the words that Jesus spoke from the cross. And it probably touched his heart. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. He heard that. He said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. He heard that. He heard Jesus say, it is finished. He heard that. And he saw how the different thieves were and how Jesus died. And he said, this is the Son of God. And I really believe, and I believe we have Scripture on it, as we're going to see, that Simon was saved probably that day by being at the cross. You can't come to the cross and wait go away unaffected. You may go away unsaved, but you're not going to go away unaffected. It's going to affect you. He's speaking to you. He's speaking to you this morning. Now is the day of salvation. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Today. Today is a divine appointment for you. The Lord brought you here and maybe today is the day that He wants you to get saved and accept Jesus as your Savior. You haven't accepted Him yet? Today is the day. Simon got this close to the Lord because bearing his cross, he got down and he saw the face of Jesus. He saw the eyes of Jesus. He saw compassion in those eyes, even though Jesus' face was so disfigured and he was wearing the crown of thorns and the blood was everywhere. And probably as Simon reached down to take that cross and bear it, he got blood on him because Jesus had already shed blood from the beatings and the things he had received. And he was affected by it. He was really affected by the cross. And I really do believe he was saved. And I mentioned he had two sons, Alexander and Rufus. And you say, why all of a sudden does he, do they mention these two sons? And I believe the reason is, is because these two sons got saved too. It mentions in Romans chapter 16 and verse 13, it mentions Rufus. And most likely, we won't know some of these things until we get to heaven, but most likely, this Rufus is the same Rufus who is the son of Simon of Cyrene. It says in Romans 16.13, where Paul writes, Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. And I was thinking, wow, Lord, could that be he's talking about the wife 
maybe even of Simon of Cyrene. He's talking about his mother and mine and Paul was he knew these people. I think it could be amazing. And some of these things we have to wait till we get to heaven until we find out. But when you connect the dots in scripture, Simon was there at that moment in time. Divine appointment. Simon got saved. Simon shared these things with his sons. His sons got saved. And then the gospel went out. And so it's just a beautiful thing when you think about it. Because when you start digging into the scripture and start thinking about it and meditating on it, you get so many wonderful things out of it for your life. Matthew Henry in his commentary on Mark says this. He says, we must not think it strange if crosses come upon us suddenly and we be surprised by them. The cross was a very troublesome, unwielding load. But he that carried it a few minutes had the honor to have his name upon the record in the book of God. Wherever this gospel is preached, there this shall be told as a memorial for him. Now we know Simon, right? Simon of Cyrene, when his name is mentioned, for all eternity he will be linked up with carrying the cross of Christ. Do you think Jesus appreciated it? Yes, he did. And I'm sure he looked at him. I'm sure he may have even spoke to him as they took that cross and that journey up to the cross. And he had a beautiful experience there to see the Lord face to face and then to see him crucified. What an amazing thing. Charles Spurgeon once wrote, there are no crown wearers in heaven who are not first crown bearers on earth. You know, we have to be crown bearers. If we're going to be cross bearers, then later on we can be crown wearers. But there's going to be a crown, I believe, for Simon of Cyrene. Can you imagine a crown of helping carry that cross of Jesus? The father appreciated that when he looked down and he saw his son so mocked, so tortured, so in pain. And then this Simon, who may not have been willing at the beginning, but then he became willing. And the more he walked up that path and he and he heard the words of the Savior, his life was affected in an amazing way. An amazing way. And now we're going to put on a video in just a couple minutes here. This video is entitled, Watch the Lamb. It's the story of Simon and Cyrene. And it's the story of him and his two sons. Now, a lot of this is taken from the scripture and it's putting yourself into that place of how would you have reacted? How would you have felt? They called you out of the crowd. Walter, come up here and bear that cross. You wouldn't want to hear that word, would you? All of a sudden, you're just a bystander. Now you're in the game. Now you're in the scene. You're, you're right there. You're, the scene is playing out a drama that you never intended to be involved in. But God did because it was a divine Appointment. We're going to see this video now and then we'll have a closing word of prayer. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord, today is a divine appointment. It's a divine time. It's the right time to get saved and accept Jesus into your life. And if you're here today and you know the Lord as your Savior, be like Simon. Bear the cross. Stand for Him. Speak for Him. Stand up for the cause of Christ and allow Him to to use you in a divine appointment situation to touch other people. Because once we've been to the cross, once we've been saved, once he's changed our life, we're never the same again. Simon was never the same. His sons were never the same. 
We're never the same. May the Lord encourage us. Shall we watch this video together? to sacrifice again My two small sons they walk beside me on the road The reason that they came was to watch the lamb Daddy, daddy what will we see there There's so much that we don't understand So I told them of Moses and Father Abraham Then I said, dear children, watch the land There will be so many in Jerusalem today must be sure the land doesn't run away and I told them of Moses and Father Abraham then I said dear children watch the land and when we reached the city I knew something must be wrong There were no joyful worshipers No joyful worship songs I stood there with my children In the midst of angry men Then I heard the crowd cry out Upon his brow, 
I watched him as he struggled. I watched him as he fell. The cross came down upon his back. The crowd began to yell. In that moment, I felt such agony. In that moment, I felt such loss. Till a Roman soldier grabbed my arm and screamed. They drove nails deep in his feet and hands, and yet upon the cross I heard him pray, "Father, forgive them." Oh, never have I seen such love in any other eyes. Into Thy hands I commit my spirit. Seem like years. I've lost all sense of time until I felt two tiny hands holding tight to mine. My children stood there weeping. I heard the oldest say, "Father, please forgive us." Ran away. Daddy, Daddy, what have we seen here? There's so much that we don't understand. So I took them in my arms. We turned and faced the cross. Then I said, "Dear children, watch the That's our Jesus. He loved you, despite your sin, despite what you've done, despite what you haven't done, and He comes to you this morning and says, "Father, forgive them." 
And He offers us the free gift of eternal life. All we have to do is believe and accept Him. We saw so vividly portrayed there the story of Simon and the story of, that led up to the cross and how Jesus was crucified. He died for us. What a love. There is no love that you can compare it with. It's God's love for us. Reaching down to where we were in our sins and saving us for eternity. Praise be to God. Today is a divine appointment. Don't let it pass you by. Come talk to Adel or one of us. Make sure that you make peace with God today. That you're right with Him. That you're forgiven of your sins and you know Jesus and accept Him into your life. And He will change your life forever. Shall we just pray? Father, we thank You for the story of Your Word of the crucifixion, Lord Jesus. We thank You for Your love for us that laid down Your life. You went through all that pain and agony to save us, Lord. And we're so thankful. And we're thankful for Simon of Cyrene. And we're thankful for what You put him through at that exact moment in time. And how he carried that cross up to Golgotha. And he watched and he listened. And his life was affected and he got saved and his sons and Lord, we're just so amazed by your word. And we pray that you will help us this morning to go forth this, from this place changed, not the same as we walked in, to be affected by your love and your forgiveness and your grace in such a special way. Please dismiss us, Lord, with your blessing. And we commit this time to you in Jesus' precious name. Amen.